Hello. Shalom. Howdy. Is this Mr. Grimbo? This is Grimbo, yes. Grumbo, Grimbo. Either one. All right. Uh, we're just waiting for Dark and Mr. Dugan to hop on. How you doing tonight, brother? <clears throat> well, a little under, under prepared. I think I can uh, be a, a willing participant, at least. <laughs> Oh, don't worry about it. Uh, we do we do everything kind of like kamikaze style. We give uh, our guests the ability to put out uh, some of their points, questions, viewpoints, and we kind of build off of that. Um, today, I'm actually going to start off the uh, the topics. Um, we're going to do two topics today. I'm going to wait for everybody else to get on uh, okay. before we do that, and just let you know we go completely unedited. Um, and the audio is raw and it goes out the way it comes out. Yeah. Figured that. <laughs> it just makes it easier for everybody or mainly me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, editing. Who needs it? Pretty much. The, the first editing job I did, I deleted like 20 minutes out of, uh, one of the podcasts. I'm like, yeah, I'm done with this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have time for this crap. <laughs> so. How's everything going tonight? Uh, are you East Coast, West Coast? What's your weather like, brother? East Coast, cold. Actually, today was uh, unseasonably warm, but yesterday was frigid. <laughs> Shoot, man. And I work outside, so it's... Uh, gotcha. I'm down here in Florida. winter. I'm down here in Florida, and it was, uh, you know, jacket weather for me, and then uh, around noon, I didn't have to have a jacket. I'm back in a jacket again. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. It looks like we have uh, Dugan on. Hey, Dugan, this is Mr. Grimbo. I managed to uh, get a guest on here with us. Uh, I managed to be able to give a couple of viewpoints. Well, <clears throat> welcome. Thank you. I've spent many a uh, <laughs> restless hour listening to your whatever you want to call it. I wouldn't. I mean, I don't want to. Sorry about reach that. Reach around. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to give you a reach around, but prophecy maybe or just understanding i would say no i wouldn't say prophecy everybody says prophecy that's their word i didn't say yeah yeah insight insight on life is what i'd like to say mr dark mavis is joining us now hello there uh dark we are here with uh dugan and mr grimbo grimbo Um, how are you oh i'm doing all right do you want to give uh, give a little intro to yourself, and then I'm going to start off uh, the topics, and then we'll roll on into uh, uh, some of the things that you may have on your mind. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> well, at the expense of not giving away too much information about myself in this new era of surveillance, uh, which they already know everything they need to, so whatever. Uh, def- uh, been a veteran. Well, I am a veteran. I got out four years ago did seven years which i know sounds like a wait how did you do seven well i re-enlistment extension. bonus yeah uh <clears throat> been to afghanistan and kuwait and flew missions over northern iraq uh engaged in a certain aspect of the electronic warfare realm so Very let's just nice. say awesome. i've been <laughs> I've been questioning, questioning what I did for a long time, <clears throat> even when I was still in, and that's why I got out. So, 
other than that, I guess that's all you really need to know. <laughs> all right. That works for us. Uh, anybody have any questions for him before I get on to uh, uh, our topic of the day? I just want to say I, uh, I appreciate your commitment to our country, man. I appreciate to you, uh, you know, your service. Thanks. I, uh, <laughs> that's funny you say that, Dark. Uh, it's weird. Man, this is weird talking to you guys because I've listened to every last one of your podcasts, every last Dugan video I can find, and I feel like I know you guys obviously way better than you know me. So. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's I'm talking weird. to pals, but I know you guys have no idea who I am. So I've gotten weird. to know you a little bit on the, the base of keys and the, yeah. uh, the chats. Yeah, I know. I know what you wanted the world to be, and that's all that I need to know. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Uh, all right, uh, a deep real quick though, there. can I what? know what, what do you want the world to be? I would love to start on that. In light, if you have something else, you can jump in. But that sounds uh, very exciting. No, we can start it off on that. Are you asking me what I want yeah. the world to be? Yeah, what is what is uh what, what do you see as like the just the most basic uh things that are necessary that aren't met for people? Self actuation, actualization, and being able to be live as as uh, the Creator intended us to off the land, and to be able to provide everything we need for our families, and that is has pretty much, before I even knew about you, Dugan, and all this 2020 bullcrap, that was really where my heart was going. I just didn't know how to put it in words, I guess. <laughs> I just, I guess pretty, you could call it pretty natural. the pioneer. Yeah, it's it's the return to Eden, I would say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd agree with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's what everyone's longing for, and and uh, everyone's so deep down in the shit of this uh, materialist world, and chasing tail and chasing white picket fences that they they can't put into words either. They don't know yeah. what they're looking for, but they know they don't want this. Well, I think they think that they're... they can fill that void by buying organic food at you know farmers at markets and yeah at whole foods and you know ordering shit on amazon prime they've definitely uh found a niche uh, a, a marketing niche for that need that's for sure <laughs> yeah oh yeah it makes everybody feel warm and fuzzy inside that they're buying cruelty free products and stuff like that but Meanwhile, they won't produce for themselves or for others. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's really... That you just nailed it. Like, people are so obsessed about, you know, their food being, you know, free-range eggs and their shampoo not being tested on animals as they're on their iPhone that's made by seven-year-olds in China. By literal slaves that are suicidal. Yeah. (laughs) Not only that, they they have to clean up the trash, too. You know, like they worked it out so that all the, you know, e-waste goes back there. I think I think at this point, China has become, you know, a big enough economic player where they've been like, OK, look, we've been uh, uh, taking your trash <laughs> for like decades now. And uh, you got to you got to slow it down a little bit. <laughs> but oh, yeah, for a few decades, I, I mean, doing that. 
Oh yeah. It was just like, I mean, there's mountains and mountains of, you know, I mean, it's we literally it's, some of it's valuable stuff. Yeah. But it's trash, you know, <laughs> but it, I mean, they get, they get, they're getting all the, everything that comes along with it that should be recycled anyway. But we're like, we should be doing it. We should be dumping on somebody else. It's really quite insane. <laughs> if you think about it, it blows my mind. I've seen a documentary on, how in the U.S. we'll send our naval ships um, and other uh, major steel, um, you know, uh, intercontinental uh, shipping vessels over to India for them to cut them down in flip flops and living in filth for them to melt it down and literally send it right back to the U.S. You know, there's how a, is that a profitable? That works model? too dangerous for Americans. <laughs> oh yeah, there's a really a really excellent War Department film. From uh, it would be, I think it's actually made post World War II or maybe in progress World War II. It's a War Department film that has to do with there's like some anti-German stuff in there, and then it goes into the Japanese. And the Japanese part is, I wish I, I watched the whole thing one time and I didn't save it. I should have saved the video. I'm kicking myself for it because it's so great. But I'm sure that it's out there, so you can find it. It's um, so it's got. They go through the Japanese, um, like how the animosity builds, according to the War Department, you know, according to Washington. And they yeah. go through the entire, I mean, it's not only do they go through, in the German part, they go through the uh, Gallup polls of, uh, like, polling American citizens about their willingness to participate in the European theater. And it's just like, no. <laughs> and it's like over, <laughs> over and over again. They do it like four times. And then, you know, and then with Pearl Harbor, they're like, yeah. And then and then they talk about Japan and they go through the entire process of like how Japan has provided steel and oil, you know, through the United yeah. States. And, and well, it's really through internationalism, but it's through the host, you know, it's like through the host body of the, you know, what used to be the United States as a facilitator. And then and then, you know, and then we cut off their steel. And then out of nowhere, Pearl Harbor, it's just like, and it's like a war department film you're watching. And you're just like, you know, I like, are these guys seriously taking shots of their own piss here? Like, what is going on? How do they not understand? Like, they're telling, they're, they're saying exactly what's going on here uh, without yeah. like drawing it with crowns. <laughs> hey, I was going to say, <laughs> go ahead. Oh, I was going to, that's it. That's, it's it's a lot the... like now how they're playing games again. I mean, it's so I don't know why it's it's really difficult for the general public to to they, they think of, uh, you know, they think of diplomacy and nation state as something that's too high of an order for them to have. any. You know, they're, they're focused on like, I'm just trying to get my, you know, <clears throat> my Prius cleaned here. Uh, I don't need <laughs> you know, I don't need to worry about all that stuff. It's just way too complex. But the reality is, it's you think of it like a. I mean, I don't know what you would think of it like. It's almost like it's like a monopoly game, like the game of monopoly with the arbitrator that's issuing the money, like you know, taking away boardwalk properties and like giving it to somebody else, and like looking over and being like, "What do you think about that? Do you like that?" And the person's like, "No, I don't like that." And they're like, "Oh, hang on, he doesn't like that. He doesn't like that at all. What do you think about that?" And they're like, "Oh, well, this is." It's my money, you know, and then they're like, oh, do you guys think you guys you just you guys maybe want to kill you, you want to murder each other for it? Is that what you want to do? You might have just solved all of my 
my problems in waking up uh, family members. <laughs> yeah. If I if I can get them to sit down to a game of Monopoly where the board where the rules change arbitrarily. Yeah. Well, what you what you need to do to to accurately represent it, you need to uh, pull like a Canon copy machine underneath the table and just be like photocopying <laughs> photocopying all of the uh, different colored bills. And then giving them to five hundred dollar bills. Yeah, just giving them to different, uh, like different players in like huge amounts, and then doubling it and giving add it to in, another. Add a, inflation to the mix of Monopoly. Have a printer on a lazy Susan right below that shit, and just spin it around to random players. And when you they hear the noise, when they hear the motors going like, <laughs> you just be like. And then Congress gets to decide who gets all that extra. Yeah. Hey, and it, yeah. And, it, and it goes to a monopoly <laughs> game off some. the table. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't even go to the game on the table. It goes to another Wild table. Wild time. Yeah. yeah. Hey, yeah. Dugan, I was gonna say you were bringing up the uh, uh, the war. Uh, so, uh, the war. What do you think about? Uh, Hello. Uh, hold on. I I don't think he can hear you, uh, Cliff. Um, we may need Dugan. You may need to back out and come back in. Got uh, it. Can you hear Cliff's audio? Hello? Alright. Can you hear come. me, Grimbo? Yes. Okay. I can hear all of you. Alright. Yeah, every <laughs> once in a while, somebody will drop from the audio, and I don't know if you heard some of the... Uh, you said you heard all of our podcasts. Obviously, yeah. you've heard that. Um, Yeah. He, Cliff can hear everything everybody's saying, but he can't speak. <laughs> Alright, Doug, yeah. can you hear Yeah, me? I hear he's fine. It always does this. There right. we go. Every time. I know. Sorry. It, it was going to hey. get really weird. What what I was going to say is when you were talking about the uh, uh, the war films, it, it was reminding me of the uh, the Carnicon sniper training that you did. And I thought that was absolutely <laughs> hilarious because it was it, 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 it's very it was in the gist of satire. But at the same time, the propaganda is, is almost exactly how they how they portray everybody. Have you ever seen North Korean propaganda no, I mean, about the, the US? The 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 <laughs> sniper the sniper training video is modeled off of the um, German sniper threat uh, video mm-hmm. for war department. I mean that's that's like the source material for like how for how I did all the graphics and stuff for it to make it authentic. Things. But I love how the propaganda is always absurd for for every war film, oh, yeah. you know, training film and stuff like that. It, it's just absolutely bonkers. Yeah, <laughs> I remember watching all of that kind of stuff when I was like 15 and being like, oh, man, this is crazy. <clears throat> and then seeing it like a year ago, like I'm pretty sure there's a, a, a U.S. War Department film about the MG42. And it's talking about like. Do you hear that sound? That's an MG42. You're going to have to. <laughs> like, yeah, this isn't going to be an easy <laughs> Like, <laughs> no, they're, they're fucking right about that. Dude, those things are those yeah. things are bad to the bone. Those are, man, what a machine. Oh, uh, you've, you've, uh, how you hip, hip shot one once, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> how well can you, was that a 39? how well can you hold, uh, with the recoil with one of those? They're pretty, I mean, it's a, it's a cumulative recoil because of the cyclic rate. So it's like uh, a yeah. delay. So your impulse is actually delayed, but then it'll catch up yeah, to you. So, it, so it pushes you back. Like if you're doing an inertial recoil control, like with the body, it'll, and it'll walk back, but you can, I mean, you can do it if you, I mean, it's kind of heavy. It's like, a, I don't know what the weight is. It's probably like 30, 30 pounds or so, 35 pounds, or something like that distributed over the length. 
So it's kind Damn. of, it's a little bit heavy. You be eating your sauerkraut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, <laughs> yeah. It's a heavy gun, but they're they're bad to the bone, man. <laughs> they are, like, you look at it nowadays and you're just like, I mean, it's old tech, right? Like, chronologically. But when you're holding that thing, like, looking at it, you're like, this is just fucking the future. <laughs> what was <Bro. clears throat> It's the same. What was the 42? Was it 1200 cyclic rate or 900? I think it, it's. I, I thought they slowed down. They put down a boost. For yeah, the they have a they they have a, uh, uh, a retarder that they put in the um, like in the booster to drop it down to nine, I think. And I think 12 is 12 mm-hmm. is native. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those things are it, ridiculous. It's eight mil. Look at some guns like that. Eight millimeter. <laughs> oh my god, that's eight millimeter. Uh, yeah, Holy eight millimeter. You didn't know that, <laughs> bro. Like, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of ridiculous because it's like just from a uh, just from a logistics point of view, you got to think like, you're like, okay, what is the what is the actual weight of you know like your shipping containers of the ammo that's going to feed this gun and you're like man look, we're going to need more ships <laughs> you know i mean it doesn't really make any sense yeah. but i mean man they are rad i mean you think it of guns nice. like that and you think of like uh i mean shit even like the fal and like the you know the ak-47 like they were so far ahead of their time man like piston driven gas systems that were like in in Pre nineteen fifty, like that. That's just the you know the forty two's roller. The forty two, <laughs> if I remember right, I, I haven't looked at Let's one for a while. Yeah, I think it's got. I think it's like the delay. early the early rollers. Yeah, for like so HK that would have been. Uh, I think it's Volgrimer is the uh, the engineer that developed that, and he got you know like they were like they're like oh you Nazi. That makes beautiful guns. You go to Spain and make us guns. So they sent him over there. <laughs> and, then, and then he made like the, the Setney and stuff. All the Spanish guns. But uh, yeah, it's roller. To punish you, we're going to make you make us more guns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You were so bad. This is your punishment. You were so bad. Now you're going to yeah. be bad that's, for us. <laughs> that's like arresting John Moses Browning and saying, you are sentenced to a life of designing fireworks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, uh, let's let's diverge from the topic. Um, I was talking with Dugan a little bit earlier, and I, I was kind of bouncing an idea off of him because, you know, personally, I'm trying to figure out how how to reason this with myself. <laughs> I've heard all the conspiracy theories with uh, Q, QAnon, whatever you want to call it, about how there's going to be mass arrests at the inauguration and stuff of that nature. And, you know, I take everything with a grain of salt, but at the same time, watching how politics have been, how they've stolen and taken away, and we've also given away our rights and, you know, our independence and our security, um, that I really wanted to see these people face justice and not blood. I mean, literally, I wanted them to, to go to trial for the crimes that they've committed. And, uh, and Dugan brought up a, a good point. He's like, you know, it depends on, you know, your viewpoint, your, your, your point of aspect that you're looking at this scenario because the Biden supporters, the Antifa, BLM, everybody has their angle that they're viewing the same subject at. Um, and everybody has a different idea on what they consider to be justice. 
And, you know, it, it was just something that was racking inside mm. of my brain. And I was trying to figure it out for myself. I mean, I didn't feel bad about it, but I had that uneasy feeling in my stomach trying to to get that anxiety out of my belly and know that, you know, they're <laughs> going to have their, their just desserts, whether here on this plane of existence or when they meet their creator. Cliff, I... <laughs> Um, all right. So when when I was uh, messaged earlier about doing the podcast tonight, I was like, oh, oh, no, uh, I am not ready. <laughs> I, I was ready a week ago when I messaged you, but I was not ready tonight at the last moment. And <clears throat> just the fact that you say that makes it all right in my head, because I was literally just talking to people about that, that exact thing. <clears throat> and what's. The, the justice and what's question. you know what's the significance of it? the significance is that it's it's that right now there is a a severe lack of justice for the entire world for everybody for all people and uh and, and yeah go ahead and, and everyone knows it everyone knows it like it's not hidden anymore it's out in the open blatant like it's in every headline it's in every Every case that goes to court, it's in every facet of of humanity in which people see the injustice win out. Like not 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 the uh, justice that <clears throat> a lawyer could argue, the justice that righteousness. every human knows in their heart. Yeah. Yes. Truth. So, Truth. It's yes. the it's the it's the difference between it's the difference between the placation of power. And, and righteousness and actual truth, like actualization of truth. And uh, they're kind of uh, like where we are as a, as a world, those are mutually exclusive right now. And I think that's the pain, you know, it drives, it's, it's important because the, the ju- like justice in interaction between people, whether it's, uh, you know, whether it's true or not, you know, it, it's, it's like a need. You know, there, there is not a, yes. um, yep. it can't go unanswered for too long because it, it will compound and it will manifest all of its products, which come out in so many different ways, yep. you know? Yeah. You, you need, you need a equilibrium to happen. You can't just keep on filling up the dam and expect it not to overflow or finally break. You gotta have a pressure release yeah. valve, especially if your co-pilot is a banker. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a absolutely necessary thing. It transcends cultures and uh, languages, like the sense of justice. We obviously don't get justice. There's obviously, uh, you know, if you really analyze the Western world, you know, it's been supplanted. Truth and justice have been supplanted by consolidated resource, which is money in the form of money and. Uh, it's, you know, it's lending to the supposition that, you know, the money's going to go away. Now, if you think that the money, like the bankers are hoping that the money yeah. gets replaced, you know, they're ready to like replace. So they're, they're thinking, they're like, ha, everything is lining up and we're ready to phase out this old stupid dollar for this new, this new doodad gizmo. Um, but that's not really, you <laughs> yeah. know, it's, <laughs> they're going to figure it out eventually, but it's going to be slow. Yeah. Speaking of replacing the dollar, um, 
what happens when you're about to watch a, a currency collapse or another uh, depression? All the super rich, they start buying up land. Um, I was talking with Dark earlier and telling him, you know, Bill Gates is the largest farm owner in the U.S. right now. He's been buying up farmland left and right. Yeah, and it's really a bigger – it's it's kind of the, the bigger picture of, uh, you know, we, we as – as like the consumer surf class, we are inundated, meaning that our, our senses are overstimulated all the time with input so that we can't make distinction or uh, choices easily to confuse us. But what this period has really been about that's uh, gone under the radar is that you've had a, re- you know, you've had a consolidation of wealth. You've had a, tr- you've had a transfer of wealth to a bunch of people that nobody knows, you know, the general public's not aware that all these people know each other or, you know, have, have a common goal. The general public isn't aware of that. And so they, they don't see it. They see it like these are all random unrelated people. And this is just the, the fair game of capitalism. But the reality is it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a a hostile uh, transfer of wealth. It's just a little bit smarter than uh, people are uh, able to recognize. Yeah. So can I say something real quick? Sure. Um, I've been, I was never a card carrying libertarian, but I've always been aware of them and like kind of keeping tabs and the current, um, there's a couple good podcasts people could listen to if they want to get down in the minutia of uh, libertarian politics but they're in the midst of a hostile oh, takeover yeah. as well right now because <laughs> because basically all of the big names that I wouldn't say well they're not big names but the people that are like movers and shakers in the libertarian anarcho whatever party are basically trying to do a hostile overthrow of the libertarian leadership because they're useless and um I've been very in tune with that for the past year and a half. I basically became in tune with the libertarian anarcho side. What is uh, the libertarian phono- uh, uh, philosophy? Just curious. Well, I'm not a libertarian, so don't <laughs> take this as whatever. Uh, this isn't their canon. But to me, it seems the libertarian party has been set up as just uh, a place for people to go die <laughs> you know <laughs> like uh like the people that have always been in charge at least for the past like 15 years that have been in charge of the libertarian party are completely useless they're they're like pandering to both sides and making no progress in any direction uh the current people that are trying to mm, take it over and revamp it are like the radical types that do like, Antifa fall under ha- libertarian? Uh, I don't okay. think so. No, I don't think they know who they are. <laughs> um, Antifa are <laughs> useful Bolsheviks, like uh, Dugan discovered with the uh, what was it, the uh, Democratic Socialists of America? Yeah. <laughs> They're all paid paid protesters. Well, not most of them. One of the ones that know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, up. most of them are just uh, just dummies that are 
showing up to Free do beer. what they're told. But injustice is there. <clears throat> I'm on my way. Liberty <laughs> yeah. bricks, you say? Uh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> That's funny you said that uh, about the bricks <laughs> and the protest. Yeah. I had a just a a fleeting thought in my mind. I mean, this is obviously pre-January 20th, but I had a fleeting thought in my mind like three days ago that <laughs> it was more of like a meme thought where I was like, are there going to be pallets of loaded <laughs> oh, <God>. Yeah, yeah <laughs> practically. <laughs> That's probably where all the fucking DC. ammo went. They're probably fucking buying all up to yeah. hand it out. No shit. No shit. I mean, hey. that scraping, but I, and, I would not be surprised and, one bit. And just remember, just remember, <laughs> these are Trump supporters, so they knew not to fire any rounds. Just bring them home because ammo is fucking expensive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You would hope that, they but. Shoot because their fucking <laughs> optics were on their handguard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they couldn't shoot because they don't know how to shoot. Oh, hey, Doug, I don't know if you, I don't know and if it... you saw uh, for the National Guard, they mounted their, uh, their red dot uh, in their ACOGs on their handguard to make it easier Upside to ship down. to make it easier to ship so they could easily put them back on top and hope they regain zero <laughs> yeah i see i mean they do that they'll do that a lot sounds especially like... nasty girls will do that yeah <clears throat> sounds like the sounds like the military in yeah show. yeah that does <laughs> that's why we gave you all this ammo you don't need to freaking you know aim oh, some <laughs> Some lieutenant colonel, some lieutenant colonel is going to put that in their uh, OCS package. Like, oh, I saved thirty-eight thousand dollars by mm-hmm. redirecting the optics. Oh, that's the worst, isn't it? Like, uh, officer promotions and their yeah. like the ceremonies and they like like the packets and shit. Oh man, it's just the most. <clears throat> I mean, I just can't. It's it's. If I if I can extend myself a little too far, I'm way too well versed in that because i was yeah. i was enlisted air crew. that was painful <laughs> so i i was amongst more officers than i mean it's just all the i time. was on a command ship i i know the same it's, feeling it's, there, there comes a point yeah. where it's like you know i mean at least for me it was like you know you look around at like especially lower enlisted and stuff like guys that just like they're not going fucking anywhere like they're they're just there they're just there because no. like they had some aunt, yeah, they, they, they had some charger. aunt. They had some aunt that like <laughs> you know banged some guy in the army back in the seventies or whatever. And she's like, if you want to be a man, you're gonna have to join the eighty second. And then like yeah. you know, and so the kid like grows up. <laughs> yeah. He's like, well, I'm going in the fucking eighty second. I'm gonna be a soldier. And he does it, and he's like there, and he's like, yeah, I'm serving my country. And that's why they're there. And they get there and they're like, man, serving your country is kind of gay, you know, like it's. <laughs> <laughs> like all these, all these people are fucked up. They don't fucking care about anything. They just love money. They're not like you know. They just write the stories and what it's supposed to be afterwards. Everybody's getting all fucked up, and you know it's destroying yeah. everybody's it, lives. It, it was glorified. It was glorified in my mind. I, I was thinking that I was doing something, you know, patriotic. You know, I'm going to be bigger than myself. You know, it gave me discipline. There was good things that came from it. But it disheartened me on what America truly is. Was it is. from that? And was it that from was, that though, or was it from you dealing with it? You know, is that the good? You see what I'm uh, saying? 
Yeah, it it was from me dealing with it. The ideology and my reality of what we were actually dealing with, I'm like, we're not even fighting an actual war. We're fighting to, like, retain oil fields and opium fields. I'm like, and natural resources. I'm like, you know, that's why, I like, I cringe anytime somebody's like, oh, you, you served? I'm like, yeah, oh, thank you for your service. I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. You know, I, I like I like my tax free and I go to Lowe's, but I mean, other than that, you know, that's the only benefit that I take out of I it. Mean, at this point, I don't think there's a military. That's, you know that you know, cliff, like representative of a like a na- like a proper nation of people. Maybe I don't know. Maybe some. Maybe the Chinese. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're and if you're not, you go to the reeducation yeah. camp. <laughs> Oh, yeah. shit. You know what I mean? That's uh, like there's not a. Uh, you know, I mean, because if, if it's earlier. like, if you think about it, it if let's say you had a family, right? Like, let's say your immediate family uh, continued their generations, and you grew to like ten thousand people in a village, and you had ten thousand, you're all related. Like everybody knows everybody's brother and uncle and sister, and like everybody knows everything about everybody. If they make a, if they make an army. It's like, you know, like, what do you care? Like, you don't really care about anything. You're just like, yeah, I serve the army. This is like my people. So then you're like, you know, it doesn't really matter what they're doing. It's, you know, if you're supposed to do it, it's like, you know, that's, that's what you got. You don't have anything else. It's not like you have like another choice. Well, we don't have that for nations, you know? So like nations aren't, uh, nations aren't nations and they don't have, uh, <laughs> you know, so the militaries don't serve the people. They serve the, uh, the dollar they serve, they serve the energy source you yeah know. <clears throat> there's no more stands to take like these glorified you know wars that we picture you know whatever war it may be that was a historical thing you know we don't have those anymore and everything is being fought you know psychologically oh, yeah. and economically and tech and technologically and so, a dollard I mean, you know a lot a of dollar people, would say a dollar yeah. would say they'd be like they'd be like oh oh what a have you have you read the Constitution that I read three quarters of the way through one time? Have you read that, sir? And I would say, yeah, <laughs> I have. And you're not fucking doing it. No, neither is anybody else. And you're saying that you are, and that's even worse than not doing it. Is when you say that you're doing it and you're not. It's twi- it's it's a magnitude more destructive. You, you only hear people talk about two amendments. It's because that's all they yeah. fucking read. No kidding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. It really. I mean, and it's and it's impossible hey, uh, with the whole Marxist, like the Marxist uh, game, like mental gameplay. You know, it's like they've trained everybody. So, so first of all, it's established like everybody's losing, right? So, like there is nobody in the world that is like on a good foot. Like we are all just a bunch of shitheads, fucking shit up for ever for humanity as a collective. Like that's that's what's really going on here in the aggregate. But you know. A person, a person will get so used to the Marxist mind games that they'll get used to thinking imaginary that they're winning. Like, and and because they're winning, they like they can't be wrong. And so when they when they go to like you know argue any kind of point, they default to the Marxist programming story that they heard on some kind of programming, and they'll like regurgitate it, and then they'll get like the counterpoint, you know, and then they'll they'll you know they'll have to they just fall completely into the machinery. You know, there's no. It's because that's what they're being told. Yeah, to yeah. They don't have, but they they fail to understand. Like they can't. Uh, like, what's an example? What's an example? Like, like, like the United States hasn't been the United States 
since the Civil War. And then since then, there have been periods where, you know, like it's ebbed and flow. And there's been periods where it's been like steep fucking drop offs where it's like, well, there just went like a third of the fucking constitution. And there went the other third. And like the civil war was the first one. Like that was a, a huge, huge, you know, game changer. Just, you couldn't, you really, it wasn't proper to call it the United States after that. But because of Marxist ideology and, and uh, wordplay, middle, middle gameplay, they can't like people have to say so like if you were let's say that you're a conservative if you if you model yourself as a conservative because you don't have any of your own thoughts so you say you're like you know you couldn't even ever accept that even though it's absolutely okay that's just the truth like it doesn't have anything to do with any kind of uh you know it's not like any kind of uh, ideal or like you know th- this is you know it should have been this way or should have been that i'm just saying like, you know, what the United States was by its only definition, which is the constitutional, which is a standard, which is written out in print so that you can, you know, keep track of the motherfucker. That went away with, with the Civil War. But because slavery is involved, then people, people mentally are like, well, I can't say that or even think it to myself because, because then I'm racist, you know? And it's like, no, like, no, no, the people that did this are racist and they made you have fucking slavery in the first place. And now you're like, now you're dealing with this shit. It's all the same thing. It's just, it's very, uh, it's confusing why people don't get it. Uh, I don't really get that. The way it is. Grumbo, you were trying to say something. I don't know if, uh, do a quick check, Grumbo. Yes. Yes. Yep. I can, can hear me. Can you hear me? Doing I got gotcha. you. Sorry if I interrupted. Right, I'm just not sure. No, it's okay. I'm just no, you're sure right. We're not, we got it. What were you saying, Grandpa? <laughs> uh, it was a little bit ago. Uh, and I'm... oh, uh, what I was gonna say was uh, when when I we first got on here and you thanked me for my service, mm-hmm. I uh, it reminded me of how I. Recently, thanked some of my close friends and father-in-law for their non-service. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Thank you for not playing into this bullshit yeah. and going across the world to save us from people that aren't trying to hurt." That's them. that's what that's yeah. what Matt Best should have called um, his book. He, he, yeah, his book. That's true. His Man. book was called uh, Jonathan. Thank you for my John Picone was calling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's Jonathan McCone was calling out Matt Best hard. I mean, like how could you two not? Ago. Yeah, I know. I love McCone. Is I've messaged him privately and tried to meet up with him, but we're. I like the guy away, fine. So. I like I like Matt Best fine. It, I just don't like what he's doing. That's all. You know, like I just want to. It would be what would be fucking rad would be if he woke up and just fucking like split his own wig like. <laughs> And just like well, so face I, off that shit. He's I got have, a platform. He's got a platform, how. and he can open up yeah. and help try to educate and reach out to people. And I think anybody who's successful that's been through the grind, through the been through the bump and grump, like we all have, should turn around and you know put a stop to it. Give it exactly. Yeah. I have a theory on Dude, if they care. That's they just would. been going on. They, you know, like <clears throat> uh, Smedley Butler is like, you know, that's probably the the <laughs> most OG. Like, uh, have I have I ever talked about Smedley Butler? 
Netflix? No, you have not. War is okay, a so Smedley Butler. So a lot of people don't know. So Smedley, <clears throat> so Smedley Butler, like particularly if you're a civilian, you're not going to be aware of this. Uh, and if you and if you haven't been in service, you're not going to be familiar with like the uh, esprit de corps between the different services and how they are, you know, how how they, you know, have the mental the, their own image about about each respective service for themselves and like their identity and what they are and what they aspire to and what moves them and motivates them and stuff. The Marine, the Marine Corps is probably the most out of all of them, but they, uh, so, so the Marine Corps, you know, it's very small, it's a small world and it is, you know, they have uh, like particularly the dudes that are badass in there really get uh, looked up to and the dudes that like get shoved up there and forced up front from the state, they really get like you know people are embarrassed by that shit. Um, the mm-hmm. high like high officers and stuff that don't really pull their weight uh, to be where they are. The uh, so Smedley Butler is like the OG of all this, and he would have been um, he would have been involved in like the uh, World War One, the Chinese campaigns. Um, the, the are you talking about Chesty? No, no, okay, my bad. So. Polar. I'm sorry, I I don't know who this guy is. Smedley Butler was like, what did he win? I don't know what he won. I don't know what he won, but he had a shitload of like, I mean, he's a legit, legit, you know, you know, combat dude. He's not a. He wrote, he yeah, he wrote "War Is a Racket," and went on a tour after World War One, just making speeches, just throwing the entire war, war bus under well the entire war yeah. propaganda now, now, under the bus he did, now people people yeah. that are aware of him and a lot he's more well known in the marine corps because he was so high ranking in the marine corps but what a lot of people don't know is that camp lejeune which is like you know you've got you've got two two training bases for for the corps one of them's lejeune so it's a big deal like everybody that's in the corps knows, knows what lejeune is so camp yeah. lejeune was supposed to be called camp butler a lot of people don't know. So, 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 Smelly Butler was going to be the commandant of the Marine Corps, and he was slated. He was like, he was like, he he paved his way with blood and elbow grease, and he was just like, he he had that, like he had that doorway and that path, and that was it was made for him. So he was going to walk that. What happened was, he went to a ritzy dinner pro- dinner party with a bunch of uh, officials. Uh, uh, being a Marine Corps representative, and he had a Marine Corps. He had an aide, and the aide went there like on a pre, like a pre-trip to discuss something with Mussolini. And this is prior to World War II. So, so his aide was riding with Mussolini, and or like his orderly or whatever you call him. And Mussolini like <laughs> drove over a child, like a homeless child, in his car, like on purpose. So, like they were like driving around, and Mussolini was like, ah, ha 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 ha. An aristocrat, you know, dictator, whatever, whatever the fuck Mussolini talks about. And then he, like, purportedly, in terms of what the soldier says, he said that he was he was riding in the car, like, taking notes and stuff, like, to get ready for this meeting or whatever. And Mussolini, like, swerved to drive over like a homeless kid that was like in the streets. And he and he was like said something to the effect of like, you know, I'm cleaning up the streets or whatever. So anyway, he relayed this to Smelly Butler. Smelly Butler told the entire story in front of like all of the rich, <laughs> like the rich multinational aristocrats <laughs> at the dinner party. This is, 
This is pre yeah. Hitler and Mussolini's uh, alliance. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Yeah. Like so, he just straight up he like got on the podium and just like you know said some little jokes. He had a super raspy voice, so his voice is uh, his voice is fucking rad, um, real dirty sounding. But he he got up there and he just he just. I can't even imagine how he, yeah, Mussolini drove out of his fucking kid's head. Like, I don't know how he said it, but it was, you know, he, he said it graphically and they fucking yeah. tried to court martial him. They tried to pull, I mean, they tried to pull, I, mean, I think they, I don't know if they busted him or what. Yeah. He, yeah. He betrayed the so, cathedral. Uh, so he, so, so his <laughs> buddy, his, his very good associate was, was Lejeune. And so Lejeune got placed into the commandant role and then they named you know, Camp Lejeune, Camp Lejeune. Oh my God! Yeah. That's the story. And he he additionally additionally after uh, let's see what time frame would have this been? This would have been so he he then he went to the Bonus Army March in D.C. in the 30s when the World War One veterans were lobbying Congress to get their like remainder of their pay for war service that they called a bonus. The press called it a bonus. That's where it gets the, the bonus stuff. When they set up their shanty camps, right? Yeah. There he went, he went there. He gave a speech. He's the one that said like, they want to call you a bunch yeah, of tramps. Yeah. That's him. You're that's not tramps. Yeah. Yeah. He's got that raspy right? voice. Yeah. He's, he's, he's yeah. rad, man. He's a good, he's a yep. fiery spirit. And, uh, after that, he left that, and then he got approached because he was like so. So Congress and all the uh, all the the deep state, right? The the contemporary deep state of the time, they were uh, like they were all eyes wide open for this, right? <laughs> like once he came up there, I mean, he could have he could have basically been like, all right, guys, we're going to storm Congress and ban at all these fuckers, and they would have done it, <laughs> you know? So yeah, they would have fucking they stormed, the stormed the Capitol, for the Capitol. Real. but. <laughs> You know, he, he didn't do that. And he, he said like, you're the, you're the real Americans, you know, and uh, this is the, the true Americanism and you could be violent, but you're not. And that's your choice. And uh, like, I stand behind you, you know, that's what he said. And then the aristocrats saw that and they were like, Oh shit, this is our fucking takeover. And then like, I mean, I, I don't want to butcher the list cause it's been a few years since I've looked at it, but basically he made a he made he got a he hired a video ca- a camera crew to come into his office with his Marine Corps flag, and they made a, like in the 30s, which film is like a big deal in the 30s. It's not like everybody has fucking flip phones back then. It's like you know they have to arrange that shit. And he made a video for a broadcast where he claimed that like proprietors of Dupont and a bunch of other major companies approached him to do a coup of I think it's FDR. No, it's uh, is FDR? Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. <clears throat> it's FDR, but they wanted Prescott Bush. To yeah, and they wanted him to do an overthrow. They wanted him to lead lead a contingency of like you know. Yeah. I mean, it was a sizable contingency of uh, you know, very similar to like Antifa or something like that, where they had like they had like cells set up in the veterans community of people that were paid, and they were going to try to organize a seemingly organic overthrow of the government using the veterans from world war one that was how they were going to thank the veterans for the service kind of like kind of oh like how God. they're doing now with trump like they're they're trying to fight the, they're like thanks guys thanks for fighting a giant fucking circle around israel uh to to repay you to repay you we're going to give you <laughs> fucking communism and if you don't want that you're going to have to kill all of your 
you know, countrymen that are brainwashed, <laughs> they're all socialist units, kill all them, and then take the fucking country for over for us now, because uh, that's what we trained you for. <laughs> hey, it's funny because it and it, it happened. It happened just mm-hmm. eighty years later. Yeah. Hey, it, Prescott. Prescott Bush was the man they were trying yeah, yeah. to supply yeah, with yeah. the R way. I'm familiar. Yeah. <laughs> the, is he the really yeah, yeah. the rest he's of the, the Bushes? He's the. He's yeah. HW's he's father. Senior. Gotcha. What? Hey. The first I, I found it funny that uh, Joe Biden, uh, during his or that night after his inauguration, um, in Portland, they started attacking again, and they were walking around with signs saying, "We don't yeah. want Biden, we want it's... revenge." <laughs> yeah, and they it's had like so AK forty seven. Who was that? That was, was that Antifa? Revenge. You said. <laughs> Antifa, uh, the night of the inauguration. There there was apparently a a conversation that was had between, um, you know, someone that was apparently, uh, you know, a leader within Antifa and someone who was apparently a leader within the the, uh, Boogaloo Boys. And they basically... They were were lovers. Yeah, right. (laughs) They basically came up to each other and, like, fist bumped and said, (laughs) all right, look, our views are different, but fuck the government. You want to roll together? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Oh. And <laughs> throw up in the mouth. All right. So, <clears throat> if anyone still thinks the Boogaloo Boys are a good movement, like either wake yeah. up or move on. It, it went from a joke to like... something that was taken over. Oh. And just like Antifa and everything like that, it started off as a joke whoa, and whoa, I think whoa. it's been hey, it's taken over and an they, they have... It's not a joke. Plays. I'm just kidding. It's a, it, no, it's not It's not an idea. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> I know. I know. It's, it's a legit, legit fucking op. Yes. So, yeah. Google Boys, just for anybody that's listening, just so they understand, there is no... It's never organic. So there was there was never an organic source. The only organic aspect of it is when they seeded it into forums and shit for several years prior, like the Boogaloo meme. They they had people seeding that through memes, like dispersing it into the sociosphere, so that it would be absorbed by the population. So then when they come around and launch the Boogaloo Boys movement, it would have like the appearance of being organic because they see it as like meme technology, but. Boogaloo, Boogaloo Boys, the entire concept of yeah, like like Boogaloo, obviously that comes from the uh, Breakdance Two or whatever that movie from the eighties. So that's made by, yep. produced <laughs> by, and directed by Israelis. They're they have ties directly to the Israeli government and military capacity. They're um, they also made a movie that the same producer produced a movie with uh, Charles Bronson that got the name changed uh, last minute. It would have been before Bronson was real big. He made a movie called The Golem. Oh, so it's it's oh the clay soldiers. Yeah, yeah. So, so the, the golem, the golem, the golem is when <laughs> the golem is like in in a very rough sense, so that so that the goys can understand. The golem is is when you dumb goys because you don't know what's going on when you are manipulated into being risen up, like pulling mud together into a, a mud beast that can defend the Jews. That's what, you know, by killing each other, that's, that's what a golem is. So if somebody. Well, the mud is, is made of blood and mud, yeah. blood and dirt, not water. And dirt. So, so this is the, uh, <laughs> this is like the, uh, I mean, 
I know, I know where we're coming from in terms of like, you know, pretending that things aren't what they are and stuff. And I understand it's a difficult concept to understand. It's kind of weird, but the chances, I mean, you got to think the statistical likelihood of the guy who like designing like Boogaloo, like the Boogaloo meme and shit, like where, where the source comes from being Israelis also making a movie called the Golem. You know, the statistical likelihood of those things not being related. No, it's very fucking yeah. low. Mr. Joe K, uh, one of our uh, original podcast members, he sent me a couple of links yesterday, and one of the links was on uh, Joe Biden's <laughs> new cabinet, and I, I, it oh, was yeah. very interesting. Saw it that. was very interesting to see that the first transgender uh, cabinet member is actually also Jewish too. Everybody, even the uh, uh, the Cuban gentleman. Um, is uh, uh, Jewish descent too? I mean, it's just very, very interesting now, how all these hang on, hang are on. falling together. I'll, I'll be given, I'll give myself away a little bit more. But that transgender so and so is also, well, was previously the secretary of general of health or whatever. I, if, if we're gonna state, so <laughs> was she was were they transgender then? Um, oh, yes, okay. and uh, you know what is. All right, so this is a very. All right, and just this, real quick, this might give away forget, a little bit too much. Like Dugan had a wind up, so but Dugan, I, don't forget that wind up. And uh, no, I'm good. I'm good. Roll. Oh. <laughs> uh, so this is this is hearsay, but uh, do, do does anyone remember the uh, quote unquote mass shooting? Uh, of the Amish children in Pennsylvania. That sounds vaguely familiar. Seven, I have no idea. Eight years ago, something like that. Tark. Well, basically what happened is some guy went postal crazy and uh, holed up a Jewish, or, geez, an Amish. <laughs> um, you know where my mind's at now. An Amish school and... Uh, told all the boys to leave and just started killing all the little girls. Um, so all the boys that survived that, that situation ended up getting, um, state literal state approved, uh, mental health counseling. Amish? Well, apparently they should be that, doing the counseling. Yes. Um, well, they should be, but, what happened in this situation with the school, the Amish school shooting, uh, is called the Nickel Mines um, shooter, or Amish whatever Amish school shooting. Um, it's it's not far outside of Philly. Um, one of my best friends is a, is in construction and has worked with children that went to that school, and they. <laughs> When they got their state-approved mental health counseling, um, the transgender person, who is now the national health whatever czar, whatever whatever they're calling it, was the, was the one that was uh, giving them counseling. And when they, no, I'm not kidding you. I am not kidding you. Like this is how screwed up our timeline is. <laughs> like. <laughs> <sighs> literally Amish children that survived the school shooting 
are being talked to by a guy that decided to become a woman and divorce his wife and leave his family and is now being touted as by Biden as, you know, his assistant czar. Or I, I don't even remember what the <laughs> assistant czar, assistant czar to the further degradation of God's humanity. Don't be crude. Don't be crude. I don't. I don't know, man. I don't. We can. We can. I mean, I like what we've been talking about so far because it's all everything like I've ever like looked into and thought about and researched. But Until dark I'm, came in, I'm ready to go dicks. get weird. Like I don't care. Like, <laughs> I, all right, no, Doug, yeah, you, you had a wind up. Say, and you're going to pitch I don't want to let you down. All I was no. going to say though was that the uh, if we're going to talk about you know, like, and it's not, it's not, uh, it's something that is pre- prevalent everywhere that, you know, I mean, most people can't talk about Jews. They won't do it. If they do, people that do talk about Jews are very abusive about the way they talk about Jews usually. The, uh, and I was going to say, if we're going to talk about, you know, like if there is a, uh, uh, an issue because, you know, Jews are, you know, 90% or 100% of a cabinet, then that's the way that it, we need to talk about it and not be, uh, not be indirect about it because of the, uh, the, the consequence of people that are not, you know, fully um, sober to, to be able to evaluate their, their reality and like inference the, the, you know, potential, potential futures that they could be coming into counter with. Uh, it's, it's like, uh, we, I, I just want to, I just want to be direct with it. That's all. That's all I was going to say. Right. We, we, we don't, we don't hate and we don't discriminate against anybody. Uh, we're just making certain things come to light so we can explain to everybody and show people through a, um, you know, uh, schools of thought and talk on some of the things that are a little bit abnormal. Yeah, and now, we'll and be able to open your eyes to right? We're just in the in the in the case in the case of this, you know, it is <clears throat> it is, and it's not limited to the Democratic Party. This would be something that you're seeing every presidential term, you know, increasing, and it's beyond, you know, theoretically, you should have a pro, you know, whatever 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 is statistically accepted by the government, who has taken it upon themselves to put in racial quotas and, you know, gender quotas and ideology quotas of representation to have uh, kind of like a communist equal, more equal, uh, uh, you know, diversity in, uh, in uh, government dictated, you know, leadership, which is not what the constitution is. The constitution is constituency representation by the people, not by the government. But since the government has taken it upon themselves to do that, then it has to be held accountable and you can't have you, – you just simply cannot have the, uh, you know, feet off the ground, head floating in the clouds uh, like, hey, we're, we're really, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're mindful of uh, all the different people and races and we want to be equal and stuff. You can't have that and claim that and say that that's the case while you have, like, you know – a vast overrepresentation of Jews in the government. Not only that, it's not like, you know, 
the, the particular case, if you're unfamiliar with this, if you're, you know, lobotomized uh, from society and so you're unaware of history, it's it's not it's not just that they're Jews. That's not that's not okay. It's not that they're Jews. It's that it's that they all know each other are Jews and they're not saying anything about it, and nobody else is allowed to say anything about it either. Not only that, this has happened for a long time in pretty much every country that's ever been for the last fucking 500 years. And uh, it doesn't go well, usually, um, in terms of the track record. And I mean, by, mean by, by it doesn't go well, I mean it has a 100% crash and burn record if your goal is to maintain your country. I'll put it that way. Is that fair? Yeah. I mean, I think that's... I think that's a fair way of that would be fair of, of like describing <laughs> of pinning down like what it is that we're talking about without uh, trying to be unduly uh, you know harsh. No, I where think it's, where it's not due. I think that's fair. Yeah, and we we invite we invite anybody uh, to be able to come on and talk I invite with ten us about I'll invite this. ten rabbis um, to come on here and argue with me. I'm. I'm. I would love that. I'm. I'm ready to have this conversation at, as deep as it goes because uh, <laughs> everything you just said made me think about. Um, well, first of all, I just want to get this out there. Um, have has anyone here in this forum read Lysander Spooner's yeah, of course, criticism yeah. of of the uh, Constitution? Okay, yeah. Basically, the way it is written from a legal standpoint, it doesn't apply yeah. to anyone except for the people in the room that voted on it. <laughs> Essentially. <laughs> so we've been living that lie for 244 or five years or whatever, uh, thinking that we, we can refer back to that as like, oh, well, that's unconstitutional. <laughs> it's like, well, a lawyer would tell you, no, it doesn't apply to you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but going deeper into the, uh, I mean that. First of all, it it's just, it's like I it's mean like you... I'm glazing over that. But the way if you if you were to look at that, like if you were to look at that as like an American living in 2021, and be like, wait a minute, what? Like, be like, oh wait, it's always been a oh, lie. Yeah. We've always been there, there's <laughs> multiple control. There's, there's stratas like, of know. understanding. That That's you how it's hop been. back and forth in order to give analogous explanation of like the, the the clearer and truer idea of like what's going on. Because people, like people that you know, people that are not familiar with this stuff, like not familiar with history, or uh, you know, just what the actual fuck is going on in front of them. They're not. They're not going to comprehend. You know, it's like once it takes. It takes one step to to be able to accept that what they believed isn't the case, and then it takes another step yeah. to to you know move beyond that. Like once you once you settle that and be like, okay, so what what's really going on? And they're kind of like two different digestive steps. And so I think like the way that we're talking is kind of like we're we're appealing to that. Everybody's appealing to that in terms of uh, you know we're not we're not skipping over to just being like, all right, so I'm slave number one, you're slave number two. And, uh, you know, like, we're not going there because that's not, you know, people aren't <laughs> going to get that. But, but I, you know, I understand what you're saying. And, and you know, so yeah. like, like Sanders Spooner, for anybody that hasn't read it, it he, he was a, uh, a very uh, independent, he's, he's kind of labeled, he's labeled as an anarchist. 
and I'd say that's it's kind of a it's kind of appropriate, but I think anarchy is almost like a <clears throat> misnomer anyway, because what anarchy really is is just like uh, you exist under under God. Yeah, so, so that's God's you know, law. That's what anarchy is, but but yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, the term anarchy has a very different connotation to most people, and so uh, you know they, they usually that kind of confuses them. But Lysander Spooner wrote. You know, he he did a lot of really cool stuff. He had um he he made a competitor to the U.S. Pony Service um, for delivering mail. It was like the first major, uh, you know, multi-state mail delivery service. It was more competitive than the government, and more effective, and so they the government uh, targeted him. And then he was a philosopher writing uh, philosophical papers. Uh, basically working out in you know, a logical order why, you know, like, like the, the insensi- the, the, you know, the, the, the lack of logic of, of the accepted things that are taken for granted of the, of the constituency of particularly the United States, which is where he is. So that's what he's talking about. Yeah. And he was yeah, writing, he's pretty what, what, the he's 18... Pretty- 40s and 50s. He's pretty. Everybody else is just like, like pre-civil uh, you know, war. Yeah. What, there's dollars. We, we have dollars. How do we get those? He's like, he's like all. He's like in fucking 2075, <laughs> like back in like the 1800s. Post. Yeah. Post. Yeah, Jackson, free Lincoln. I enjoy his stuff. I, <laughs> I enjoy him. I, I. You know who else? I enjoy uh, Pike. Also, Albert Pike, the Mason, the Mason. The Mason, yeah, like Albert uh, Pike, the, the yeah, Mason. He's, he's a yeah. Civil War, uh, <laughs> the father of Masonry. Like Mason, probably some kind of saboteur, but he has some really uh, his writings are. He has some really good writing that is uh, very thought provoking. Like it really makes you. Uh, he really uh, does good analogies and pulls things around, and it's fun to read. I love I love how much um, I would say like three like three to five years ago I was listening to like so many off the wall podcasts about like conspiracy and just weird stuff like Masons whatever yeah I mean Masonry. I was I was digging into you know. <laughs> Well, I mean, that was never, like, a big deal for me. Like, I was like, oh, it's just, like, I mean, I know people that are Masons. I live in a t- – I-, I grew up in a town that has yeah. one of the largest concentrations of Masons in the Northeast. Like, I'm not, like, super worried guess, about it because I know should it's I, should like, I, just an Should I give a take club. on that? Because <laughs> I'm sure there's like, lots of people that are, you know, like, that are really, uh, like, suspicious about the Masons. Absolutely. <clears throat> I think there's a lot of people that are very suspicious, but I think that – well, I definitely want you to give a, a I, take. But my take is that it's 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 just more of the same. It's just like a small group of people that are like, hey, we can leverage our communal um, value and our communal trust against the, the rest of whoever. I, you know, it's not like – go ahead. I was going to say I, I view it sort of like a pyramid scheme. Uh, you have a whole bunch of people at the bottom and the middle, but where the real stuff happens is at the top. Um, mm-hmm. And it's mainly for, you know, the wealth transfer up there. 
other than that, that's about as much as I can really dig into it. So I apologize. It's it is the American dream. Like the Mason order is like a condensation of the American dream where you like, oh, if I make enough uh, connections and know enough people, then I'll get to the top and I'll, you know, like it's just it's just a condensation of that. Really, it, it, it at least as far as I've no, they're discovered, not. Uh, they're not yeah. running the world <laughs> by any means. Uh, they're, the best, they might the be best, like siphoning like it off. Most logical, a bit, but you know, I, like I've looked into it, so like the Masons. I mean, the Masons were targeted in uh, like World War II, along with the Jews. So, like the like the uh, the the NSDAP had you, you know. Like in terms of their effort, in terms of what they're trying to do, they really wasted a lot of a lot of effort going after the uh, the Masons, and it uh, it like I don't know if they had a good understanding or what, but that is the uh, like it's it's a very uh, common thread through history of like uh, Masonry being associated with uh, you know Jewish warfare against the nations and uh, like you know getting tied up with that the. Um, the 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 way that I think about it is that uh, yeah. you know when you look at the like the origin of masonry and who's involved in masonry, it's uh, in the timeline that it comes about. It's it's prior to you know like when masonry is around, you don't have the the form of the modern nation state being a giant bureaucratic beast. It's more of like a uh, you know I mean particularly. <clears throat> Yeah, it's operating before that it's stuff operating, comes around. It's so, operating so in the vacuum like, of that. Like secrecy, you know, the, the CIA, um, yeah. compartmentalization, standardization, and, and secrecy for, for uh, diplomats and militaries and government. All of those are they're based off of standard models that were developed during the, uh, the relationship between, you know, the court Jews and the um, – like the, the imperial houses, like all over Europe while they're all warring. And so there's are like very long drawn out techniques. Yeah. And they, they kind of, you get some coalescing of that as an idea in uh, uh, Machiavelli, but, but they don't really get, uh, they, they get kind of like standardized in yeah. a, in a assembly line fashion with the masonry. So like masonry establishes compartmentalization of information hierarchy that has, uh, that is formal and the ability of people that don't know each other to interface with with the fraternity in uh, in the exact like if you took masonry the functional mechanics of masonry and put it up on a whiteboard <clears throat> it would basically look identical to like the CIA sort of yeah that's what I was just going to say yeah, it's, it's yeah. the original uh, before before it gets service. formalized and uh, <laughs> like, and kind of open to the public like in terms of uh, you can just go, you know, apply there for a job or whatever. It, this is this is like the way that it worked before that. And then, and then post-World War II, you get the, you know, kind of assembly line, forward assembly line version of that through the executive independent agencies, which become the standard model for the entire world, not just the United States. So, you know, everybody's got their own intelligence services that all just popped up and like nobody fucking asked where they came from. Like there's no, oh, it's just so ridiculous. That's crazy. It's just ridiculous. It's what's it's ridiculous so to me is like the number of people that will line up and like turn in resumes and like go to school and shit with like dreaming in their head. Like, oh, I just want to be in the CIA. And it's like, they don't even know where the fuck the shit came from. Like, come on. 
Hey, man. <clears throat> Dugan. I I remember. All right. So I'm a little younger than you, I think, for sure. And <clears throat> probably the rest of you guys. Not by much, but <clears throat> I was 11 years old when I watched the uh, 9-11 attacks on live TV because I was homeschooled. <laughs> I watched it all on live TV. And I watched my dad go off to war for 15 years. Yep. <laughs> you know, from that day forth. Like, it, it, I got the indoctrination. I got all of the bullshit. I, I believed in it fully. You know, I, I knew what, I knew what my father was doing was righteous. And I knew when I joined, what I was doing was righteous at the time. And the last, six years of my life has been a, a slow deprogramming well, jump in from, real quick and just say something i'm righteous that because, <laughs> you know you know like it, it's i find like myself kind of torn right when you know I, I said thank you for your service and you know genuinely like me and my family do thank you and others for your service but when i think about that i i think about like i think you for your service for like where your heart was when you made that commitment right like yeah i totally that, get that and, yeah yeah and, and yeah not not what yeah. was yeah. exposed or what what became of it but you know i i i guess he's, does, does that make sense yeah he's he's speaking he from from yeah that makes yeah, no i absolutely I absolutely understand what you're saying. Absolutely. And I, I agree 100% with you because uh, it's like I'm sure Dugan and Cliff and John Picone and everyone else that ever swore that oath meant it 100%. We all meant it 100%, but we were just lied to. We were lied to. And it doesn't mean that our service is – Invalid. Like I, I might, yeah, I might, I might like get a little too esoteric with it with personal friends of mine, <laughs> but it's not, it's not that you know anyone that is willing to put the. All right, so the way I, all right, before I went to the unit I went to, I was going to be a, a JTAC, and my wife and my parents convinced me to switch jobs <laughs> at the time and i was like are you sure are you sure because i think this is what god wants me to do is be a jtac and i was attached to a jtac unit before i like uh, well this might be telling you i was not active duty but <laughs> i was in a jtac unit for like six months before i went to basic training until they convinced me to change my job and uh, I was training with them. It, like, it wasn't a question of, like, can I do it? It was a question of, am I, should you, like, are you going to let me do it? Or do I, do I need to listen to my heart? Or do I need to listen to my family? <laughs> like, that's what the question was. And eventually I listened to my family. Because, thank God, thank the creator. At the time, it, it, I would have went with my heart if I didn't care what they thought. Like, and my heart was, I'm going to go drop bombs on foreheads, like bad people, kill them. Mm -hmm. And uh, at the last minute, I switched to, I won't say what I switched air to, crew. but, uh, <laughs> you know, air crew. 
uh, <laughs> and yeah, I went through all of it. I went through Seer. I went through all the bullshit. You know, I I cried. I cried in Seer school <laughs> when they uh, they pulled the American flag up at the end. <laughs> you know, I've been there. I I know what it's like. Like you're not. It's 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 just it's, more of the same. Like you're just gonna get used. You know, that's what I, I want. Well, I want to say that's I what I want to tell you, every young man that is listening to this podcast. The things that people, when they serve, the things that they believe in, go for are it. Absolutely real, right? So, so all the things that everybody feels are are they're attempting yes. to actualize who they are in in what they do with their time here. That's very limited on earth. The things that they believe in are absolutely real. What's going on is that you have a beast that is targeting and identifying your goodness and then using it, using your goodness as the host to, you know, yeah. to, to propagate, to propagate their, their will. And so this is, this is, and then injustice becomes spread because of that, even though it's, you know, inadvertent. Like if you don't, if you can't understand what's going on, it's inadvertent, right? And uh, you can come to realize it later and it brings a lot of pain. And that's kind of like what, yeah. that's what, that's what somebody means when they're saying like, you know, when somebody says thank you for their service and it kind of feels more like they got like acid spilled on their heart than oh. it does like a warm thank you, you know, because they, every time that somebody says it, it reminds them of like, you know, how they did their best and they tried to put it all in there and that like the country doesn't even know that it's lost. Like they don't even know that, you know, they already had all their shit taken and, and what they did wasn't good enough to stop that, you know, like they didn't even we didn't even know, you know? And so it's like a bittersweet. It's like a, a very bitter, uh, yep. like, you yep. know, like there's no good way to talk about it because on one hand you can't be like, well, fuck the United States. Right. But on the other hand, it's like, you know, you can't be like, you can't be like go to the United States cause they stole our flag. You know, I so our flags and stolen and it's being driven into, uh, yeah. You know, being something that is absolutely antithetical to the constitution and, uh, righteousness you know like there's no, there's no righteousness because it's not permitted to be righteous like there's not there's not any kind of yeah go ahead i know <laughs> i know what you're saying i know what you're saying i'm uh i kind of like i'm i'm ready to have a deeper conversation than that because i i know all that and i'm, I'm not saying like you shouldn't have told me that because i i agree with you 100 percent and you yeah. don't know me, but I'm just yeah. saying, like, like we're we're beyond that. Like at this point, that that was mainly <laughs> for way, the audience way, who who don't know what we but, or but other service members what, what have I, experienced or gone through. On that note, right? And I'm not even saying it's. I'm not saying he's wrong yeah. for saying that at all. At all. Like eh, people need to hear that, and people need to hear it from service members. People need to hear service members having a conversation like this. Because, you know, like, all right, we're going to a new movement now where, like, the people that were, like, saying all cops are bastards are now saying, like, oh, the, <laughs> uh, the uh, National Guard are saints. Like, uh, no, <laughs> stop, stop, you <laughs> fucking idiots. Like, listen, <laughs> but no one, everyone wants to, like, just listen to the media or, or whoever their preferred uh this you know dispenser of information is like they don't care like no one wants to think for themselves and i feel like you have to have 
your your life and or your heart on the line to be able but, to understand but just how because everything got trashed is. right like just because you know they trashed mean? our flag like, and trashed our nation that doesn't mean that all the things that people believed in are are not true it means that you now have the opportunity to identify and take steps and use your hands to actualize the righteousness that you wanted to make in truth. And, and there's not, you cannot do that. Exactly. The, the way the, I the do real agree struggle I absolutely for the United States that. and for the world, for every nation is that we can't come to a place where people can even acknowledge the first aspect of this would be admitting that, you know, admitting our mistake and where we've gone wrong. And that is absolutely necessary in order to realign the compass into the correct action. Because if you don't do that, if you don't have that catharsis of like we have done wrong, and if you don't, if you don't acknowledge that, if you try to push it under the rug, then you're just sent into like, okay, now we take the kill machine and we turn it this way and we go kill more people. And then, you know, like that is not going to actualize righteousness or who you are. <laughs> yeah. I shouldn't laugh at I should not laugh at that, but no. I laugh at if it because it, of the absurdity of it. <laughs> like if veterans have dark humor, uh, and, <laughs> there's a reason for that. We we needed this humor to keep us it's important, psychologically it's important for active people to understand and bring us to the next day. You know, like Americans in particular do not have as much you know autonomy in their decision making as they'd like to think. Like we like to look at the world like. We have a shitload of options and everything's at our fingertips. It's really not like that. It's like you have, you have like, you know, you're at the beginning of the assembly line where like the fresh products come out that are basically trash now. And like, you know, the materials are getting cheaper. Uh, it's, yeah. you know, going to the lowest bidding in China. The, the, everything's getting diluted or, or, uh, you know, I mean, it's, and, and, and they'll, oh, yeah. Everything is like. But Doug, I have I, I have Amazon.com. They'll, they'll I mean, guide I have us. All these different options. <laughs> they'll I mean, guide us. What do you mean? I was. They're gonna. That's literally what I was about to say. I was like, <laughs> on Amazon. I was looking for a uh, a mini oh, chess okay. rig. Um, <laughs> no, on uh, eBay. <laughs> Actually, uh, well, if you're not at Dugan, I assume you're not in the key base anymore, but. I'm pretty active in there and there's a bunch of other people that are, and they were, they're like, Oh, Hey man, uh, there's a, there's a big chess rig, you know, a, a famous, you know, a big company tonight that's becoming available at 11 PM. Uh, all of their new chess rigs, they just got made and everyone was like, ah. by like, sure enough, like by 12 PM, 90% of them were sold out except for like Chinese, the Chinese, no one and I was like gonna buy one because <laughs> it's all, yeah, well, that's what they are. Wish.com. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I went and looked on eBay because I was like, I'm not spending this. All right, so the chess rig site is, uh, I think, yeah. Vietnamese. I think it's a Shopify, so that should tell you something, but uh. <laughs> the North Koreans but, uh, are selling you suicide vests. That's what those are. <laughs> yeah, pre pretty much. And uh, oh. I was like, just looking because they they were the only ones that sell uh, Rhodesian brushstroke. 
Oh, like, you and me both. <laughs> no one sells that shit. And I just wanted a Rhodesian brushstroke <laughs> rig. <laughs> and uh, they were sold out in like an hour. Like all of those, they had like a uh, chocolate chip. Like, Did the Boogaloo uh, Boys buy them? One. Once they were sold out an hour. And, uh, you know, all. Probably. Yeah. Probably the Boogaloo. Probably all the super LARPers. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, shit. Uh, I'm I'm just gonna buy my own. I'm just gonna buy a fucking you know. Sorry, I forgot if I I can't swear. No, uh, you can you can swear. <laughs> all right, well, fucking a. Uh, I, I was gonna buy a uh, just a shitty. Uh, there you go. Nasty girl. Uh, Spray paint. Return from a local Millsurf shop, and just build it out myself. But yeah. I'll I'll put my own camo on that shit. Hey, all you but, all uh, you need is the plate carriers and a buddy and a roll of duct tape, and you are solid, my friend. Well, I have <laughs> I have the plate carriers. I want something without plates, <laughs> just in case. I don't know. Well, Mister Grimbo, uh, let uh, me throw this out to you. Uh, didn't mean to interrupt. Uh, are there any no, go for any things that you had written down that that you want to discuss? Uh, we're, we're coming up a little bit late and we lost dark. Um, and let, uh, you know, yeah. we'll, we'll keep on rolling until, you know, we don't roll anymore, but just want to be able to bring open, uh, break open some of your topics that you, you may have had laying in wait. Absolutely. We're just going into All like right, the so last, uh, we we're going to like the last minute, subject. 84 minutes, 85 minutes. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Or you can do. Uh, can I run my heater? Is that okay? And I'm like, Doug or I will pick out one uh, of them. Okay. All right. It, yeah. yeah. Start that A10 ward I hog, dude. This is getting a little I bit. Absolutely. Long, so I wanted to hold out. But did not want to listen. So. <laughs> All right, sorry about that. Go ahead. <laughs> no, it's quiet. Lay out, lay out. Have to get it running. Lay out a couple of uh, points, or your main one, uh, or we'll just pick out of the the group. Sound good. All right. So, yeah. All right. So I've <clears throat> trying to think of a way to lead into this. Um, I've been very aware of the JQ for a long time, <clears throat> like three or four years. I, all right, to be a, a thousand percent honest, Dugan, I never knew about Carnicon. I, I never heard about it because I, I, I think I was too old. Like, when I first got a smartphone, I was like 18 and, or no, I was like 20. And I didn't, I, I didn't even know about like YouTube really. <laughs> I like, I I I uh, was on Ebom's world, and I remember seeing the the uh, Tac Talk <laughs> video, but I had no idea who it was attributed to because it was just an, uh, like a repost on Ebom's world. So I had no idea about Carnicon. I didn't know about Dugan at all. The only way I ever found out about Dugan Ashley's. Uh, Uh, I don't want to say prophetic, <laughs> but his channel, his, his uh, channel, <laughs> his channel uh, in the last 
year. The only way I found out about it was from my little brother who did know about Carnicon and did know about you and was following you on Twitter. And uh, I, I, at the time, like, so I was, I was very um, aware of the virus bullshit in like early 2020. Like I was, I was listening to podcasts from China in English about the virus in like January and I was like, hey, everyone, get ready. This shit's coming here. Like, <laughs> before I, like, realized, like, how it was going to be played. Um, so, I, it, the, uh, anyway, it's it's a, me coming to understand what Dugan was saying took a while, but I was kind of driving with everything he said for for a couple years. I just didn't know how to put it into words like you did Dugan. So it's, it it was never like easy for me. (laughs) It was, it was like me like speaking to myself in the silence of like, well, he said this, but uh, this is what I think and blah, blah, blah. And I just, you know, I had to come to it all on my own conclusion and I've been reading a lot, a lot more of the Talmud, the Tanakh, and the Old Testament, and the New Testament late for the past, like, six months. I think I, I think my brother told me about your streams in, like, May, so that's when I started listening. Uh, Talmuds, there's actually, there's actually like two Talmuds. Um, and it became... I was, I was just going to mention, just so you're not confused, so there, there's two Talmuds. What's that? There's, there's Jerusalem, you know, Jerusalem, Talmud. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was just, I was just. So people get really confused about that if they don't know that. So. And Babylon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's. I think it's supposed to be confusing. Uh, sorry, I should have prefaced that. But yeah. Um. The. It's really, it's, it's, all right. So I'm coming from a, uh, I was raised in a Christian church background where like, not only did I have problems with my church, I had problems with, I mean, I had problems, <laughs> I had a, a very significant problems with my church and the way they interpreted the, the scripture that they taught, which was like NIV. So, you know, that's, you know, we're all coming from a, a very strange background. Um, I've started reading exclusively the Orthodox Church Bible and the KJV and the original Talmud. Um, uh, there's actually, if anyone's interested, let me look in my uh, tabs here. There's a, uh, a website called... Sephardic, I think. Hold on. Let me just look it up real quick. Sepharia. Sepharia.org. Sierra, Echo, Foxtrot, Alpha, Romeo, India, Alpha.org. And that is all 
that has all of the uh, ancient Jewish texts. Okay. Tanakh, Mishnah, Talmud, Midrash. Yeah, it, like all of them. Like everything. Like everything is there. All the rabbinic texts, all the uh, everything. I've been reading through that too. Um, the thing that strikes me that I can't ignore, and this is truly, I think, the reason that God, the creator, wanted me to even message Dark Light about getting on this podcast, is that no matter what scripture I read, in, in, it, do, it, it doesn't have to be the Christian scripture, the Jewish Hebrew Hebrew scripture, uh, even even some parts of Islamic scripture. Doesn't matter. Like God, the Creator reveals the truth to you if you want to hear it, and it doesn't matter what words you read. All that matters is that you are looking for the truth and he shows you the truth in it and I've had decades of argument with friends and and church going you know what do we call them fellow travelers uh, about you know if you're if you're familiar with uh, Christian theology like it's like a big deal. <laughs> In the, in the Christian faith of uh, is the Bible inerrant, which means, which is to say that is, does the Bible have any like errant, like errancy, like uh, incorrectness, basically. And I used to think it did, like it had to, like, oh, well, it was passed down through man, so it must. Like man is going to make mistakes. Work but the more the I read it, the more the I the, see the through the. Uh, and how it's. Uh, I don't. The, I don't even see. Actualization. Yes. Uh, it matters not which way you shall turn; you shall be delivered. Ooh, yeah. Can I? Uh, you're like. Can I yeah. add one you, thing you, to you won't even what see I, I you won't even see the problems at. anymore. You will only see the truth. No, That's what I'm saying. Like no matter if it's the Tanakh, the Torah, um, the Quran, the Bible, mm -hmm. whatever generation Absolutely. or manipulation it is, no matter how many times man has rewritten and changed scripture uh, to be in light of a certain way for a certain time or for a certain um, certain manipulation god's truth or the creator's truth comes through and that's why it has always been instilled in me from you know uh people i grew up with that were jewish people that i grew up with uh that were islamic even christians that said you don't listen to what a man tells you it says you read it and it you take from it what you read and, you know, it, it'll be something uh, brand new today. And then in two years from now, you read that same passage and that passage teaches you something completely different. And it's all dependent on when you read it and at what point in time of your life you read it. 
But if you take it and you read it uh, for yourself and you interpret it for yourself, um, I believe the creator's word actually comes through on that. Doug, would would you agree with that? I mean, yes, I would absolutely uh, agree with everything you just said. So the, uh, um, the way that you know what what we perceive what we perceive as we live is a uh, is taken for granted, and we uh, because because we rely on our senses to live and to uh, navigate day to day and survive and uh, do everything that we do because we, we rely so heavily on those things. It obfuscates and hides the reality of, uh, you know, like what, like what is real and what is not real. And the true reality is that, you know, every, every sense that we believe is concrete is not. And, uh, the, the most immediate one would be sight. So your sight, what, what we see, both in, the, both in terms of, uh, you know, how our, how our eyes are designed, we, we, don't, we don't see everything that's there, you know, if, if you want to look at it from, a, a, like, there is no differentiation. The way that modern society likes to look at uh, and categorize things into philosophy and religion, they look at uh the philosophies of science as like an alternative to, and they're, they're not they're, it's This is all the same thing. So uh, everything that is in, uh, you know, the conclusions that are drawn to explain science are incorrect, but the things that they find that they, that they see in relationship to another thing, when they determine a, th- a theory like that relationship is is correct, but their their conclusion is not, and it's the same thing with like what, when we think of uh, our our senses when we're sensing things, we don't actually everything is an illusion, and our sight, what what we actually are, because we're not in the scheme of things, we're really not even here. So, I mean, we, we are here in practicality because it's not like there's an alternative. So it's not like you could not be here. This is the only place. So, like, you know, for, for us, the way that we see it, uh, as we're incorporated as a being, there's nothing else. So in that sense, it is real. But in terms of, like, that we have some kind of stake that we're walking on the ground, that what we see is what is there. None of these things are true. They're not true in terms of, you know, in terms of like the light that's reflected off an object that goes all the way back to uh, Cartier and uh, things that are, you know, widely accepted within a scientific uh, uh, normalcy. They all, they all, you know, agree to this. They just don't want to, uh, they don't want to, uh, discuss the, the kind of the more significant aspects of it because of the implications most of the time, most of the time, not all the time. And uh, the, the, like the site, the, the only conclusion in the end, because uh, it can be a long discussion topic, but in the end, when you, when you run through it, uh, 
like if you were to trace it logically, you will determine that, you know, every single site of the world is created in real time and maintained in real time. And that is what we see. And, uh, you know, this is, this is why you see what, what, what you see and why it doesn't matter uh, what it is that you, that you see you'll begin to, it doesn't matter which path you take or which way you turn or how long the path is. If you're seeking truth, all truth leads to the same place and they all converge. Doug, Doug, that was beautiful. And on that note, will you give our <coughs> guest of honor, Mr. Grimbo, uh, Grimbo the honors? Yeah, please, please, uh, uh, on the spot, uh, name the episode. Doug, you want to let him finish, or you want to kill it? Uh, I wasn't no, quite no offense, done, Rambo, but we can we can go ahead if you got if you, yeah. you keep going if you got something. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um. <clears throat> I, I, I a thousand percent agree with what you're saying. Uh, <clears throat> I think uh, no matter what, everyone is is looking for that truth, and I think that it is revealed to them in their moment, outside of time and space. It doesn't matter, you know, if 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 people are truly searching for the truth, uh, they'll eventually get, they'll eventually shed all of the. Uh, They'll shed all of the <clears throat> gentle pushes in, in the direction that people want them to think truth is, and they'll, they will pick the actual truth if they are ready for it. And I think that's kind of how we read all scripture or all how we glean truth from any writing. It doesn't matter if it's scripture or, or just someone's musings. Uh, we glean truth from everything in the same way in that we compare it to our experience, but also <clears throat> we compare it to our heart. And if our heart is in the right place and our heart is looking for the truth, not looking for a... Uh... <laughs> yeah, I feel like I need to come on here again if we're done. Uh <clears throat> uh... <laughs> So many people are looking for an, an answer to the question that they've been given, and the answer is readily available, and they will readily eat up that answer. But they're not ready for the answer that they really want that is not ready to be given unless they look for it. And it's, it is it's because, it's because they, they don't understand that they're remembering. That like when we, when we see people, truth, um, what you're doing is you're remembering. It's like when, when you learn... That's how you know that's true. That's how your heart your heart knows it's yeah. Came yeah. from. And it's a uh, you know, like an animal uh, an animal the, the animal uses uh, the five senses and they crawl on the ground or fly and they are uh, they are satisfied. They have completion right. in their life. 
because that is that is the purpose. That's the design. And so by by even though they have struggle, they are uh, fulfilled in the purpose, uh, even in death. But for man, it's entirely different. And we can uh, turn the earth over as much as we like, and there's still going to be a hunger found there. And that is, uh, that is what is responsible uh, in physicality. That's, re- that's what's responsible for our need to turn over the earth. But it's for a greater purpose. And this is uh, a major difference between us and uh, animals. Uh, it's not. It's not merely some kind of uh, distinction of uh, intelligence, as people would like to simply uh, put. It's not that way. It's. It's a a, a sense. It's a sense, uh, or a at the beginning of sense. Yeah. That is, uh, <clears throat> you know, it's placed within us, regardless of if we want to accept it or see it or not. That causes change and uh, motive and uh, moving. And it happens It happens at our benefit or detriment depending on how we uh, align ourselves with it or resist it. And uh, that, that's what I mean by the, you know, taking a bunch of paths. Uh, yeah, it has nothing to do. It's the, it's, it, it is it's, the true it's sense. It's the sixth sense. It's outside the others, of our, the others are our illusion. true senses. The 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 actual you know the six like like an animal yeah. an animal isn't isn't trying to construct right. perfect right angles because it's not necessary because an animal an animal has no need to construct a perfect right angle. Why do we have a need right. to construct a right angle? Yes. <laughs> All right, I need to get on here again because we need to have this conversation. What do we? We might die. I might get hit by a bus tomorrow. We, I, this is what I was waiting to get to. But keep it going, man. Doug, if you're podcast. if you're willing to keep going, if you're willing to keep going, right. I'm down, man. It's on your time at this point. I'm okay. To, so for the audience, for anybody that will be listening to this, are just uh, courteous and say that we're going to take off the ground now. And so <laughs> if you're uh, if you're here for the. Uh, if you're here for the normal the normal uh, podcast, uh, you can go ahead and uh, adjourn. <laughs> hold on, and, hold uh, on to your butt. We're gonna have the uh, the encore here. So the uh, the, the the man the man <laughs> has to make the right angle and is driven to it, but the source of the right angle comes from nowhere. That can be found. Mm-hmm. It's not found anywhere. So. Uh, not only is it not found anywhere, where it's not made yes. anywhere. So when we when we construct a t a t square for construction or a building a skyscraper, uh, hmm. for, for the angle from the concrete to the building that is supposed to be ninety degrees yeah. upon closer and closer inspection reveals itself to not be ninety degrees. Uh, so there is no there is no in, instance of actualization of the perfection of this idea, which is one of infinite, of, uh, you know, of being like a a, a right angle. It doesn't, it doesn't exist. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's the, it, it was somehow placed in our minds as man, mankind. 
or or we we've come up with that ideal that of a ninety. But it can't be achieved, and it can't be seen, and so achievable. Nothing. So when you go into theories of uh, like, if you want to lean towards science, like if we lean towards uh, psychology and science, what you would say is, you know, depending on the uh, like, if we're going like a psychological. or, or physiological route, you would say, you know, I mean, there's theories in uh, like learning models of how, how people learn. So this doesn't, this doesn't fit any learning. Model. It's, it's very, uh, it's very ignored. Now, now what people will lean to, they'll say, okay, well, right. you can see like, you know, you can look in the constellations and you can deduce on a uh, subconscious level, you can deduce, the parts that make up a larger structure and, and therefore this is, you know, math is the language of the universe, yada, 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 there's a big bang. And, uh, you know, this, it's very, uh, it's painfully dragging its feet (laughs) to not go across the threshold. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Dugan, I feel like we're talking on the same plane and we are pandering to each other to like feel out if we're on the same I like understanding. <laughs> but yeah. I I get what you're saying 100%. But I'm like I I just want to jump up beyond that. I want to get to the point of like all right. So we all agree that we're all looking for uh well the last thing you said was about like evolution and blah, blah, blah. But uh, all right, we can talk about it all day. But we obviously know, both of us, that there is a creator that created all of this. Where, where is the, where is the uh, right angle in that creation? Is it, is it that God or the creator or El Shaddai I, I choose or not Elohim to give my creator or Yahweh, a name. Or, or, and that's my own personal whoever, preference. I whatever. don't think man truly knows All the right, name so, of the creator. I've been, I've been thinking the same thing lately, but I ha- I recently uh, said a prayer. Well, I'll save this till the very end, till like we're out of time, and I just need to run through it. But I had a dream. Uh, in the middle of the night after I woke up from a sleepless night and I said a prayer and I had a throw it down let me know and uh, well we'll get to that but like where my son my son I will Uh, well you let me know in this Recording is is so about to be over and well, like we're at minutes. we have ten <laughs> minutes, minutes left because at uh, hundred and twenty minutes, What's that, it dude? typically cuts out all by itself. Just to give you a heads up. You, you about oh, a dream that you had okay. after a sleepless night. Uh, and you said a prayer, and then you had a dream. Shit. What were we? <laughs> No, we don't think you're. Yeah, but, but that was. What do you like here, brother? All right. We're, let's, yeah. Let's go. Let's go to the. Let's go to the. Like the. I'd like to be on another podcast of, of like where where. <laughs> uh, what, what is the goal here, so that we can uh, touch on that and then and then work work down the root of it. 
All right. So I think the the goal or the realm that we're in is that truth is in and of itself of God. And that when you realize a truth, you do not compare it to another earthly man's interpretation of it. You, you understand it in your heart. And you understand that it is true or it is untrue. You do not listen to your chosen uh, talking head to to weigh its its validity. AOC. You don't listen to Tucker Carlson <laughs> or Rush Limbaugh or uh, uh, <laughs> Did you see that picture of her putting her hair in a bun? No, you don't listen to anyone. You weigh it in your own heart. And this is the thing that is, I think, the hardest part for people to understand is that I can't prove to you the truth because the truth is written in my heart by the Creator. And I know it's true, but He gives me no material way to prove that it's true because it is only through my realization. This is all illusion. Yeah. Well, you, all right, you know where I'm going. Yes. It, like, all of these facts, like, don't matter. No one cares about facts. People care about what moves their heart. Like, and even the, even like the dissidents in the Libertarian Party are picking up on this right now. Like, they know that facts no, and it's not facts don't care about your feelings. Your it's feelings like, don't you care don't about give us. a shit about facts. And that, like, and no that is cares. why, and that is why, not yes. only is your illusion of reality and physicality, when you see light, when you see color, that is derived only from contrast to something else, it's not, desi- it's not derived yeah. because you see it and that's there. It's because it's in comparison to everything else. Just like when you turn to communism, because you're not paying attention, because you're not using your mind, you are looking with your senses and you're hearing from the people that want to tell yeah. you, that want want you to hear what they want you to hear. You are contrasting what was old, your old system, with the new radical system. And therefore, where, where you move from there defines the new way. And this is why you're you're guided. And so, in the in the yep. mechanics of the limitation of physicality, where we accept and take for granted that this is existence, which it is not, we we see in physicality, uh, we see it as real. It's an, it's entirely illusion. It is entirely non-concrete. It, it has no truth in it whatsoever, and when we seek truth by the the metric of the illusion, we are disappointed over and over. Now, what we do know, what we do, we don't we don't know truth, yeah. right? Yep. Because truth is absolute. It does have it has qualities in comparison to other things, just like everything else. Truth it. <clears throat> The only truth is the only the only absolute, absolute. and it has <laughs> like, absolute yeah. qualities about it, but 
in its distinction and recognition, it can only be found in comparison to something else. It's not found, uh, you know, in, in terms of, you know, it's like this, the qualities, the qualities of truth are, you cannot hold it in your hand. It's not an object, but it is very powerful. It can overturn right. nations. If there's a ruler that, that rides on, you know, what is false, then the poorest serf from his kingdom can overturn with truth and can dump the entire kingdom with truth. And, uh, and so the ruler recognizes it, and it's just as powerful to the ruler as it is to the beggar or to the fool or to the, to the prostitute yep. or the merchant or the king. They all have to acknowledge that they have no choice. Now, you can counterfeit truth by trickery, but it only works as long as it can, as long as it can be maintained until truth is revealed. And then upon truth being revealed, it supersedes automatically anything that's false in, in this, you know, in the same path. And so uh, these are, these are, you know, yep. these are relational definite ways to characterize truth that are more consistent than, uh, you know, identifying what is truth like saying two plus two equals four. That's not truth. Truth, truth is right. creation and it is, it is dictated but it's not, it's not creation and what you see, the things that we see are our senses, but in the, in the, the instance that it is created, like, like we are, you know, this has been created, we are created, we are here. <clears throat> in, that, in that same sense, that's what truth is. I had a, I had a, I've had a, uh, when I was thinking about coming on this podcast, I had a, um, a realization of, all right, so people believe objective and subjective truth where ob objective truth is, or uh, objective Just give the truth, example. Oh, give the example. Man, sorry. I, I've lost, I've lost my train of thought as far as I had uh, a week ago, but like uh, objective truth would be like quote unquote facts that are, you know, someone created this fact through uh, a series of, of test experiments uh, or yes. you know whatever a scientific method and then there's the objective truth objective truth is is like witness testimony where like objective truth means like well i think this it's like well neither of them are truth 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 is what reacts truth, in your soul when they when, to when show they conduct you what is true like that is you must you you have to we have right, two so minutes wanna, left sorry i know we're almost out of time <laughs> yeah i don't want to overshoot you but i do want to get my point out and that is that truth truth is that which when you are ready to hear the truth it will be revealed to you and you must make yourself ready you cannot like be looking to a side you cannot be looking to a group of people that you mostly agree with to look for your truth. You need to be looking for the truth. And if you do not look for the truth, you will not find it. If you're looking for 
someone to uh, affirm your preconceived notions, sure, you're going to find objective truth. You'll probably find subjective truth as well. If you don't look for the truth, you will not find it because you are not ready for it because you are trying to find a group of people on your side that will en enable you to continue acting in the way that you act. You need to find the way in which the creator wants you to act and act in that way. And only then. Exactly. Truth, all right. Now all we have 30 seconds right. left. Uh, name this podcast. Uh, mm. God wants to find you. Look for him. I like that. All right, gentlemen, I love you. Uh, you guys have a great night, and we definitely will have you on in the future. God will look for you. Find him. I would love to 